What's up, everybody? Welcome to Investing in Cannabis. I'm your host, Brandon David. Welcome to Seattle. Welcome to the future. We are in one of the few states in the U.S. that are recreational, full adult use. We've taken a road trip up here to feature some of the founders, the investors, the lawmakers, the growers. It's been an amazing time. It's what California has to look forward to. Tune in, listen up, get acquainted. Thanks for being here, Anthony. Really nice yeah, to meet you. Yeah, thanks for having you, me. For sure. I was you. doing a little research on your background this morning, a little LinkedIn stalking. Great. You have like 15 plus years, 20 years yeah. of this awesome experience, yeah. starting technology companies, exiting technology companies, investing in them. And I thought to myself, like, why cannabis? You know, why do you want to invest in this industry? Well, I don't know if you'll like this answer. Um, it's just, I'm, I'm completely an un unapologetic capitalist. And as I look at cannabis, it's the fastest growing industry in the U.S. Uh, it's probably the only time we're going to see something like this happen in, in, in my lifetime, uh, where there's going to, going to be such significant changes in an industry like that. And uh, I just was super excited about it and wanted to, wanted to jump in. I absolutely love that answer, because I think for too long, it's been kind of this like black market, kind of shady deal. And we need people that are just interested in the economics to get into this business for it to be as big as yeah. it can be. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more specifically about the thesis behind Anslinger. I mean, uh, you know, what, what's the goal here? What's the mission statement? If you, you know, <clears throat> Anslinger really looks at trying to find emerging companies in the, uh, in the cannabis industry. And we really focus on five things. People, 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 product and market. <laughs> and the reason that we focus on... In that order. In that order. And the reason that we focus on people three times over is because when the product and market is wrong, the right kind of people know how to pivot and know how to build a company that's sustainable and can grow. Mm. And so that's that's really what we what we look for. And uh, it's it's a fairly opportunistic fund. We don't focus on any specific segment within within the industry. We just look for really 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 bright teams that we just passionately fall in love with and want to invest with. Mm. Yeah, let's talk a couple about a couple of those teams. Sure. Uh, we're here at the headset office in beautiful Seattle. Yeah. This is going to be the most beautiful episode of our show mm -hmm. for sure. Um, but your first investment was Dope in the industry, correct? Dope Magazine? And Slinger's first investment yeah, was and uh, with Dope Magazine, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and mm -hmm. what about Dope was so compelling? I mean, why jump in with them? You know, there's so many different uh, um, opportunities with Dope. I mean, again, the team just won us over, an amazing management team over there. Uh, the executives are, are just really smart, uh, really energetic people to be around. When you walk in the room and the air changes, you just know something exciting is going to happen. And, and that's really what, what we looked at with Dope. Now, their business strategy also has a lot of opportunity to grow, to pivot, to bring in uh, a lot of different revenue streams. And that was also really exciting for us as well. Got it. And, and when did you make that investment? What was the first one? It was, uh, well, the uh, it was about a year before we actually formed oh, Singer. Yeah. Okay. And how did that come about? I mean, how did you meet them? And how do you, how do you jump into this world? Like? You know, I wasn't personally involved with Anslinger when they made that investment. So okay. that was my other two partners that were in Got the it. fund. Okay. And they had met uh, flying to Seattle, looking at some other investments in cannabis. A friend of them, uh, just by pure coincidence, said, hey, you should meet these people. They weren't even out here to meet the, the guys from Dope. And they ended up, ended up meeting uh, the founders at Dope there and just, just fell in love and got super excited. Got it. Very cool. 
I want to talk a bit about the name because mm -hmm. I normally am not that fascinated <laughs> with names. I mean, the company's name, their company, whatever they want, you know, and it often doesn't mean anything as long as it sounds good. But Anslinger yeah. is particularly yeah. interesting, right? Can you talk a little bit about why it's called Anslinger Capital? <clears throat> We're poking the bear a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Henry Anslinger was one of the, the people that wrote the bill for prohibition. And, uh, you know, he was one of the, the founding. Uh, he was like the first treasurer of the DEA. Yeah. Of, right? and, That's and, like, yeah. And, and he, he wrote a lot about uh, cannabis and, and its uh, evils on the world. Mm. And uh, we were thinking through uh, what to call the fund. And uh, one of my other partners is, a, well, I think all of us are real big history buffs, but one of my other partners is a, a big history buff. And randomly he said, Anslinger Capital, and we all just went, yes. <laughs> yeah, it really reminds me of a similar story. I'm a mentor at Gateway Incubator yep. in Oakland, and they've done a similar thing, yep. right? Calling a gateway right. and sort of yep. pushing that, that yeah. envelope a little bit. Very interesting. Cool. I so, think it's, it, it says a lot about our personalities, too. I mean, we're certainly all about business, but uh, we also like to have a lot of fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of an interesting theme in the cannabis industry as a whole. Mm -hmm. Is that something you look for when you when you go to invest in a company? Do they have to kind of fit in? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we have a saying that's not very public that we say at a lot of our board meetings. Nobody watches this anyway. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll give you the PG version. Uh, we prefer to work with people that are um, fun. Mm. Mm. Okay. Got it. I like that word. So I guess being a cannabis investor, what I think to myself is like, what do you do all day? You know, like you, you've made five investments mm -hmm. so far. Anslinger's made five mm -hmm. investments over what is maybe an 18th month mm -hmm. period or something like that. What does your day look like? I mean, where does the deal flow come from? You know, you get a lot of emails. What, what, what's your day look like? I mean, deal, deal flow comes from all over the place. Uh, you know, I get emails from my accountants, from my lawyers, from my friends, from um, people that I meet at trade shows, from people just searching the web, from people that read a press release about headset. I mean, we, we get deal flow from, from all over the place. Uh, in this industry uh, specifically, uh, there's a couple of different funds across the U.S. that are really, really active in cannabis. Yeah. And we're very closely connected with them. We speak to them very frequently. And and, you got a lot of clicks. You got share. a little click They share, on. yeah. It's, yeah. a, it's a very, it's Beside everyone in Morgan and Emily are yeah, good friends of ours. Yes, Duchess Capital is another. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who else do you and, talk and to? We're and all, we're all close friends and, yeah. and we're all very open about what we're looking at, what we're working on. It's not like the dot-com days where venture capitalists were really secretive about what they're funding because they didn't want to compete on mm. competing term sheets and stuff like that. Mm. We actually try to find other venture funds that will also get involved, that, will, that are also excited about it. And so we'll bring deals to them, they bring deals to us. And there's a very, there's a very open share, uh, sharing uh, uh, spirit amongst us. How is the deal flow? You see a lot of quality companies? No. Yeah. Simple, no. And I think that's the truth of most startups. I mean, yeah. a lot of startups fail. But it seems to me, in cannabis in particular, there's kind of a lot of bullshit going on. It's difficult. Around, it's right? difficult. The bullshit factor is significantly higher than probably any other industry we're at. Yeah, you on know. both sides. Yeah. On both sides, yeah. right? I mean, I, I commend you for actually writing checks. I talk to so many people, get emails, they're kicking tires, they don't really care. Uh, cannabis is just cool, you mm -hmm. know? So I commend you for actually putting putting yeah. the money and doing the doing the hard work what do you look for like what, what's the next segments you said you're sort of segment agnostic but you must look at a lot of different pieces of the industry what, what excites <clears throat> you so I try to stick to stuff within my domain ex expertise um, and you know my background really is in uh, software technology infrastructure um, uh, you know gosh I spent 15 years in enterprise b2b space especially around mobilities so I really understand those kinds of things and so when I'm looking at business plans 
I can really, I, I, can, I can look at that, I can, I can find the things that they didn't think about. And so I personally try to look for those types of investments mm. that are really in the, the tech and infrastructure. Mm. But I've seen exciting things in lighting. Mm. You know, I've seen exciting mm. things in um, consumer plays. I've seen exciting things, um, heck, I've seen exciting things in dispensaries. You know, we, we, we certainly haven't invested in any dispensaries yeah. or any growth, but I've seen just kind of exciting, game-changing things in, 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 in that area too. But for me personally, when I'm looking at a business plan, when I'm looking at a financial model, when I'm looking at a go-to-market strategy, for me, I need to be able to close my eyes and say, if I was the CEO of this company, based off the business model that they put together, based on the steps that they're taking to grow that organization, if I was doing that with those resources, would I also be able to do that? And when the answer is yes, that's what, that's what I look for. Mm, yeah, I think it's so fascinating watching people apply their domain expertise from everything else, yeah. right? From logistics, mm -hmm. from technology, and then applying it to cannabis. Because it's still such a new industry. We need those people, right? Yeah. We need that expertise. One thing that I struggle with, I guess, a little bit is like, you, you mentioned lighting, how there's really interesting things in lighting or different pieces of the industry maybe you don't have that much experience with. How do you qualify them? I mean, mm. do you, how, do you, how do you find out, is yeah. this a quality thing in that segment? Depends on who brings it to me. Yeah. So if there's another fund in the, the, in the space that's bringing it to me, and they have some domain expertise there, you know, we won't lead the round. Um, we probably, it probably won't be one of our larger investments, but um, you know, you mentioned uh, Poseidon. I mean, Morgan there is an amazing analyst. I mean, mm -hmm. if you ever sit down and talk to him about a business, mm -hmm. he just really thinks about things from a different way. And so if he can get me excited about it, and, but I don't have that kind of domain expertise, then I, then I would still be interested. But mm -hmm. so, you know, it really depends on, you know, where the deal is coming from. If it comes directly to me from the entrepreneur, if I don't have domain expertise, it's really hard for me to, to yeah. get excited about it. It's sort of like dating a little bit, right? A, it's a all lot referrals. like dating. A lot it's like all referrals, dating, like yeah. who, positioning yeah. and everything. Uh, and, that, and that speaks to sort of their valuation in mm -hmm. a lot of ways too, right? Depending on who you know and where you come from, your valuation. I mean, are you seeing a, a really wide range of valuations? Do you think they're inflated? What's kind of your, your you know, there? valuation? I, you know, I'll never say valuation's inflated. Va valuation, and this gets really emotional for entrepreneurs. Something's worth what someone's going to pay for it. Mm. And so, you know, what they're going to put as their valuation, or what they want as their valuation, is really going to be to end up being driven by the market and the demand. You can have a seed funding with a three million dollar pre-money valuation. And if no one wants to invest in it, and the best you get is two million, that's that's what you'll end up getting. Yeah. You know, and yep. so it, it it gets very emotional for a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, but but with that, you know, I mean, when you're investing in entrepreneurs that have a lot of experience starting companies, they understand that. So yep. I won't say that the valuations are inflated. Um, I won't say that they're small. I mean, you know, we we see them all over the board, and really, it's a, you know, also a, a lot of that is going to come down to your negotiation skills. But what I'm hearing is that you're willing to pay a little bit of a premium if the founder is not a first-time founder and is I'm really not, strong. I'm not putting that on the record. <laughs> I'm not putting that on the record. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think you can ask any, any, any company we invested in. Uh, we, we always uh, uh, do our due diligence on uh, getting appropriate appropriate yeah. valuations. Got yeah. it. Got it. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, put you on the spot there a little bit. Um, so we're in Seattle, yep. beautiful Seattle, yep. right? And you've done uh, several investments here. Two. 
two two here, mm -hmm. but you've also done Trative, mm -hmm. uh, which comes out of Colorado and kind of San Diego. San, San Diego and Colorado, both, yeah. right? Is there any sort of rhyme or reason to the locations that you invest in? Because no. they're they're different by you know the sort of different laws there. How much do you think about that? None. 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 Uh, if it you know <clears throat> if it impacts the investment in some way, it would be something that we would consider. Um, but for the most part, uh, um, we again are just really looking at the team, uh, the product, the market, um, how disruptive the technology is. Um, you know their strategy, um, their bullshit factor. Yeah. You know. I mean, yeah. If we catch them in a lot of lies, obviously we're not going to invest in them. Uh, but uh, really, we don't take consideration into play these days. Mm -hmm. And and what's that due diligence location into play? Yeah, these location. Days. Yeah. yeah. What's that due diligence process like? I mean, how long will you spend with a company before you recommend? Gosh, it's all over the board. Um, you know, with headset, uh, I knew the team so well that that there was um, you know very little due diligence. And uh, you know, with Tradev. Um, there was another fund that was on their board as advisors that knew them really well, um, and so there was you know an, a you know a medium amount of due diligence, mm -hmm. and uh, we were also able to piggyback on a lot of the due diligence that they'd already done. So that also helps the process out quite a bit. Got it. Um, and if we're leading the investment and uh, the investment came from us, you know it could be quite a few months of uh, due diligence, just depending on depending on the investment mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and depending on our level of domain expertise. And will you bring in other experts sure. to sort of find that sure. out? Is there an example of that, that that you've done with? Not in our existing portfolio. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh, the closest I can think of really is is probably Tradev, where we just really um, spoke a lot with the investors that were already uh, on their advisory committee and, and just had some late night conversations with them. And, and frankly, we spent a lot of time with Aaron too. Yeah. You know, uh, and just kind of getting Me to too. know him. Aaron and, is so impressive. Yeah. Wow. You know. Yeah. Um, there's also this sort of theology about touching the plant versus not mm. touching the plant. I'm sure you've heard that a lot. Yeah. Do you think about that much? We talk about it quite a bit, and we've even asked ourselves a number of times over and over again, are we a fund that touches the plant or doesn't touch the plant? And, and, and I think earlier on, um, we had kind of taken a stance that we were a fund that, that, that doesn't touch the plant. But, um, you know, I mean, the only constant in business and life is change. Mm. And so... You know, when federal regulations change, you know, who knows what's going to happen. And so, again, you know, uh, if we saw something that, it hasn't happened, but if we saw something that touched the plant that we just completely believed in, um, I, I can't honestly tell you that we wouldn't invest in it because it touches the plant. Well, Tradev sort of does, right? I mean, how do, how do you make that distinction with, with Tradev, right? Um, I don't look at it that it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just those couriers are the ones yeah. taking that yeah. that risk. They're just a marketplace, right? right? That's, yeah. that's the way you look at mm -hmm. it. Interesting. Um, so we talked a little bit about how you're kind of segment agnostic. Is there like a product or a service that you wish existed in the world? You know <laughs> that like if somebody <laughs> built it, you would invest. Like, and like take notes out there. He's like going to give you the. I feel tip like as right soon as I say this, I'm going to get flooded <laughs> with. Uh, um, you're going to have to change your email. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of areas in this industry that still need a lot of growth. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, really what I look at is synergies amongst our portfolios and, you know, as we invest in things, where do they leverage each other? And then I really look at gaps in our portfolio mm -hmm. on what would make a more complete portfolio. And I look for, I look for holes there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so obviously, uh, another e-commerce marketplace play like Tradev, you know, I'm not going to bet on two horses. And mm -hmm. so... 
I'm, I'm, I'm really going to be looking for you know gaps in our portfolio. Uh, where can, where, where is something that we can invest in that's going to make the have an impact on the rest of our portfolio to, to grow? And that's where I'm really spending my time, you know, looking at. Yeah, no, to, I love that this in. concept of sort of a yeah. synergistic portfolio, yeah. right? I think Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank talks about this yeah. a lot too, right? Kind of his his brand. Uh, but competitors are really interesting one, right? Mm -hmm. Because you make a, a bet, uh, maybe it's a little early for that segment, and then someone else comes along that's clearly doing it better. How do you handle that? Do you just not mm -hmm. go in the follow-on round, or you know, what, what's the strategy there? Maybe it hasn't happened to you yet, which would be amazing. Um, we've turned down, so we've actually, you know, a couple minutes into some pitches said, hey, we have a conflict. We, uh, you know, we certainly can allow you to continue this presentation to us if you want, but we have a conflict within an existing portfolio company that would probably stop us from investing. And I think that, um, you know, <clears throat> there's always, for a long time, there's always been this discussion about the entrepreneurs versus the investors mm -hmm. and you know whether they're on the board or not on the board mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know getting inside information that is you know um, uh, special to the organization or or protected or game changers and the possibility of them um, speaking with a competitor or investing in a competitor or something like that and you know for me from from a trust standpoint with my portfolio companies I, I just don't know that I could feel good uh, having a strong partnership with them and them knowing that I invested in one of their competitors. Mm. And mm. so for me, I mean, there's always going to be a competitor that might look stronger, but you know, their strategies will change and yep. people will pivot. Yep. And uh, I think it speaks to the integrity of the fund. Uh, yeah. Right? The kind of guys yeah. I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I would feel comfortable doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So you've made the five investments. Mm -hmm. What's the plan for the future? Is there any sort of schedule to how much you're going to invest, or you know, what, what's the strategy look like? Uh, it's something that's heavily under discussion right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we're and we're building it as we building it as we go. Got it. Yeah. Any thought processes there? Uh, what, uh, a number what of them. Coming? A number of them. Okay. Yeah. Not to be shared. Yeah. Not yeah. to be shared at yeah. the moment. I understand. Um, cool. So I guess a big part of our audience are founders, mm -hmm. right? They're people that are just getting into the cannabis industry, they're really interested in economics, others just have a rich history as a consumer and are kind of taking it to the next level. I mean, as someone that sees a lot of companies and invests in some of them, do you have any advice for, for founders out there? Build the best freaking team you can build. I mean, find other people that have done this, find people that have failed, find people that have been successful, get them on your team, inspire them, you know? Um, a lot of things that, that executives and visionaries have never really kind of aligned on is that visionaries have a theme that people will just rally behind and will storm the walls, mm -hmm. right? You know, uh, the Boston Tea Party, no taxation without representation, mental. That was a massive theme to people that a lot of people may not have even understood, but it got hundreds of people to rally behind them and, you know, storm the walls, right? Mm. And so as an executive, build a theme that is going to get a lot of people excited that, that can people can really rally behind find the best possible people that you can get them on your team and uh, um, and just listen and, and and don't have every answer and and be open to, to mm. change and be ready for it and willing and mm. and then um, be passionate about what you're doing yeah and just and, and really well just, said yeah well said and and how about going after to raise money right going out to raise money I mean there's a lot of ways to do this now <laughs> yeah. you can crowdfund you can go the more traditional route mm -hmm. you know you can bootstrap what any advice there on how to, how to approach you guys I guess for example boy um, 
if you don't have to take money, don't. <laughs> um, some of the best companies that I look for are bootstrapped, founder-funded companies that are already profitable. Mm -hmm. It's rare to see those. Yeah. <laughs> but they have an understanding on what it takes to really use capital in, in smart, efficient ways. Yeah. And so they wait to raise money until they're already profitable, that's been bootstrapped and, founded and funded by them, and then they bring outside capital in. You're going to get better terms. You're going to get people that trust you tremendous more. Tremendous leverage. You're going right, to get I mean, tremendous yeah, leverage. Money, right? yeah. It's really, really hard for entrepreneurs to do that. I understand that. Mm -hmm. But that would be my advice on, on approaching me is wait till you absolutely must raise money. The second thing is understand how venture capital firms make money. You know, there, it, not every, there's a lot of great companies that we turn down because they're not venture fundable. Mm -hmm. They're still really good companies. They're still probably going to be very successful. But they're not venture fundable. Sure. We won't be able to see a return on our investment. Yep. And that's and that's a hard for a lot of people to understand. So understand how a venture fund makes money and sees their returns and help me see that yep. when you present it to me. There's a lot of lifestyle yeah. businesses. There's a lot of around. lifestyle right. businesses. Yeah. Going Which is totally yeah. fine, right? We shouldn't put down those lifestyle businesses. If that's what yeah. you want to do, yeah. that's that's amazing. But don't come talk to you, I yeah. guess is is right. the point. Got it. Um, is there how, how plug some stuff here? I mean, is there a website? If you, somebody want to reach out to you, you yeah. Want to there's AnslingerCapital.com. Yeah. Um, my email is Anthony at AnslingerCapital.com. Um, and do you, you like decks? You know how do you, you read know what? a lot of decks? <clears throat> so I'm glad. I'm actually glad that you asked me that. Yeah. I like one-page executive summaries. Okay. Um, and it's it really shows me that you can get your message very succinct and to the point. And then if you're going to send me a deck, try to bring it down to six to eight pages. Yeah. Um, and and I just stole this from my days in in tech. Of course, you know? yeah. Uh, and and I'm, you can go out and search Google search the six page uh, pitch deck. Yeah. A lot of venture capitalists have written blogs on it, but if you can get it down to six pages and it's really succinct and 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 it's got a really clear message, you know. Keep in mind, I mean, I may read a hundred a month. Yeah. I really don't want to scroll through 25 pages. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you, and I hate to even say this out loud, sometimes when I open it up and it says 25 pages, I kind of just go, maybe I'm not going to read but that But that's one. incredible advice, Yeah. right? Because that's like, you need to know that yeah. if you're trying to raise money. Yeah, one thing- In, unless, you're, unless you're reaching me through my lawyer, through another venture fund, through somebody I've already invested in. Or if you've asked for more detail. Or if I've asked for, yeah. you know, it, that there certainly is an exception there. If you're directly sending me something and it's 25 pages, I, I may just not read it. Yeah, no, I've looked at a lot of decks from my experience in early stage investing. One of the things that always irks me, I'm interested if this irked you too, is when they start with the size of the opportunity, yeah. right? Like, you don't need to tell me that cannabis is gonna be a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know, I know I that, usually tell know? people we can skip this deck, yeah, this, right. this slide. Yeah, the market size, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> you have to have it in there. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> if you have it in there, make sure it's right. Yeah. yeah. Because again, <laughs> I'm pretty familiar with the market yeah. size for cannabis, so, yeah. so so if you do have it in there, make sure it's right and accurate because <laughs> there's a lot of them where I, it's just wrong and I'm like, okay, you know. Um, start with the people, start with your team. Yeah. Why, why is this the team to execute this? Tell me the problem, explain your solution, obviously your market size, um, tell me a, a lot about your go-to-market strategy, your business model, how are you, how are you going to grow, how are you going to sell, how are you going to monetize. Um, and then show me your financials. Yeah, awesome. That's really that's free advice right there, guys. Really need, yeah. Take that's take notes from advice. the best here. Anthony, it's been a real pleasure. It's been a pleasure as Anything well. Anything else you want to drop here? Anything you want to uh, plug? 
plug before we, I, we exit here? I think that's it. Awesome. Thanks so much. Well, thanks again for being in this beautiful Seattle well, Thank day. you for making Seattle look beautiful instead of rainy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I didn't know it rained in Seattle. It's it doesn't. Never beautiful rains, here. Yeah. Thanks for watching, guys. I'll see you next time.